on this episode, we smoked the Buena Ventura in the 6x52 Toro size, which they call the Picadores. And we talk a little bit about Buena Ventura and Curivari, the secretive elusive brand of Nicaraguan Puro using exclusively Cuban seed. Welcome to Burn Line Podcast. I'm Johnny Midas, and we're going to have a hell of a ride. Burn Line Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And what's up, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages over the age of 21, you are listening to Burn Line Podcast, coming to you, as always, not live from the hot box, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made, nestled amongst the complex of rooms that comprise Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA, and uh, we got uh, some WD-40 on the door, Yeah, the door that separates the hot box from the Blanco Lounge, the only Blanco Lounge in North America, uh, so anymore. yeah, so if we get spied on this time, yeah. uh, you won't hear that, hear that in the background, so score one for, uh, for the audio department yeah. on that. All right, so we're smoking a pretty cool cigar. So this is the uh, Buenaventura, and there's a couple of things about this cigar that I think we need to talk about before we kind of get into it. We always talk about presentation. It has the cheapest box you can have without going into cardboard. Uh, Very reminiscent of pre-embargo Cubans. Even has the um, like the seal of approval on the side, and same thing with the label, man. Like that looks just like a pre-embargo Cuban, you know, Monte Cristo. Think about uh, some of the common branding, and then God, what a gorgeous wrapper! Like it's like um, clay with a slight shine to it. Looks like a Nicaraguan leaf, if you ask me. And th- these are Nicaraguan puros. Everything that uh, everything they make, it ra- it's wrapped. It comes wrapped in cello with the um, barcode for the retailer yep. on the back that includes the size, you know, the vitola. Um, I so, like that so much. Yeah, like they were thinking about the retailer. I love that. I do, you know, think this is a cigar that looks better unwrapped. Yeah, you know, no cello. Um, As most cigars. It, yeah, just because it's so classic looking, you know, um, in this kind of. Flip top cigar box, you know, with uh, without cello and this wrapper, it would look like Primbargo Cubans, so, yeah. you know, like retro or something. I wouldn't know. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, well before you were conceived there, uh, El Fumo. I think when that happened, my dad was like two. Yeah, <laughs> right. <clears throat> I don't remember either, but. Uh, I have watched, uh, you know, mob movies, yeah. so I know I know what happened. Yeah. Um, so we talk about you know uh, presentation a lot on our cigars, and this is a really interesting presentation. Now, something that sort of uh, affects the presentation. We'll talk about ads to or subtracts from or whatever, but okay. affects the presentation is the price. Yeah. Right. So this retails for six twenty five. So it's a Toro. Good bit of tobacco. Um, has almost, a really interesting look. Yeah. 
You but almost it, think you're buying a house cigar. You almost think you're buying a house cigar. Yeah, I think so. And with the 625 price tag, especially if you've right. never heard of it before, right? I think that's a great, great call. What's interesting, though, is a lot of folks that aren't into the history mm-hmm. of cigars, either because they're not old or they're just, you know, <laughs> yeah. not that into it. The branding doesn't matter. Right, so this looks like so many pre-embargo Cuban boxes, um, and it's carried over. So Monte Cristo has a lot of boxes yep. that look like this. Uh, Fuente, most of their boxes are just like this, um, and they brought that with them from Cuba. Right. right. Other than that, it's not really associated. Same thing with the simple band. Yeah. Right. I like it. Reminds me of um, Padron, for example. Yeah. Although they have a double. This is like stamped to look like it's double layered, right? Yeah. But it's a single single layer band. Yep. Um, I think that's lost on some of the modern crowd. Yeah. And so it kind of just looks like low-end cigar. You know, maybe a house cigar. Yep. Well, we're going to find out just how accurate that kind of thing is. But why don't we go ahead and get the cigar cut first? The official cutting is brought to you by fat boy cigars the bold and delicious flavors of premium hand-selected tobacco leaves are highlighted in the original jacked cigar by fat boy cigars and the jacked two and don't forget to try the fat boy cigars boots on the ground series one and series two for every cigar you purchase in this series fat boy cigars will donate one dollar to charities benefiting our frontline heroes fat boy cigars welcome to the fat boys world and i am cutting mine with my craftsman's bench Open-ended double guillotine cutter. I am cutting mine with... Man, this thing is... I can't even tell you how old this cutter is, but... House cutter. Yeah. It's an, an Oliva rep gave it to me years and years ago. So, just double guillotine, open-ended. And as always, we remind you to clip that cigar with authority. No limp-wristed cutting allowed. That cap just popped right off. Yeah, it did. And then all the tobacco right behind it. It was like one of those uh, party poppers. Got a little uh, tobacco coming off with the hand tap. And for those of you that are audio only, we're just tapping the head of the cigar that we freshly clipped on the back of our hand, getting any loose tobacco out. And uh, the one thing I will say is that it feels right with the clip and tap in terms of humidification. Oh, yeah. And this uh, Buena Ventura 6x52 Toro retails for six twenty five here at Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania. And there's a lot of these on the shelves. Yeah. I think there's five or six Vitolas. Yep. There's a box press. That jumps the price up about a dollar a stick. There's a Torpedo. Um, there's everything from like a Dark Maduro to a Connecticut. Yep. Uh, so broad, broad selection. Um this is not this cigar is not particularly advertised as anything right and we'll talk about the presentation and boxing and all of that a little bit more um so i would call this a natural um it is nicaraguan which means that it probably got uh, a decent amount of sun i think if you're used to smoking like nicaraguan cigars um it would probably be fair to compare this with like a Perdomo Sungrown, 
yep. in terms of expectation, what I would expect just looking at it. Um, clipped uh, pretty good, and you can see I've got enough room for a second cut if I want it. Looks like you got a little bit more off of yours. Yep. And you like that freer draw, so yeah. that should work out well. Um, I think it is time to light these bad boys up. I don't know if I'll get some tunneling or not. Look at that. You see how there's five the it's, way it was It's bunched. interesting. It is interesting, yeah. So at least I have uh, five good uh, draw channels, I guess you could call it. All right. Let's get these cigars uh, lit up so we can start enjoying them. The official lighting is brought to you by 2C Premium Coffee. Keep your day fueled with delicious premium coffee from 2C Premium Coffee. Featuring select beans from Bali, Kenya, Ethiopia, and around the world, 2C Premium uses continual roasting so that you are always getting a truly fresh cup of premium coffee. 2C Premium Coffee, because life is too short for bad coffee. And we really enjoy working with Teresa out there mm -hmm. in the Berg. And uh, actually, we've got a care package from her coming up. So nice. let's get these lit so that we can start uh, enjoying them, and then we'll jump into this coffee. And I am lighting up with my... Johnny Midas, 10-ounce gold ingot, soft flame butane lighter. One of a million. Yes, one of a kind. <laughs> and I'm using that uh, Fujima, I guess. Single, single flame yeah. torch. Okay. Now that I have refueled it, we have a strong flame again. Yep. So we're not going to be struggling, and it's not a large cigar. And we can kind of see the difference as we light up between like those two different styles. So this is a single flame soft flame. Here's a single flame torch. Yours will probably get lit faster. Mine will probably get lit better. Yeah, I have more room for roasting. You do have more room to fuck up. And as always, we remind you, toasted, not roasted. You want to treat the fine cigar with the respect it deserves. Yeah, you got to remember sometimes, like, <clears throat> you're not just smoking a thing you're literally smoking a piece of art because somebody poured their heart and soul into the stick and you're combusting and sending up into flames that's right like years and years of people's lives oh yeah you know it's like adding water to to whiskey <laughs> better have a fucking steady hand my man maybe just like a drop or two i guess very cuban that is a lot of smoke it is yeah so We'll talk about uh, Buenaventura and Curivari in a minute um, after we get uh, into this coffee. But initial tasting notes. Um, Spicy. Yes. Definitely has that Nicaraguan spice, which is exactly when I saw the wrapper. You know, this is a Nicaraguan natural or sun-grown and uh, expected. Spicy and it's spicy. Um Surprisingly, there's a, a noticeable, it's not a lot, but it's a noticeable amount of vegetable bitter. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm having a little trouble with the uh, retro hail here. I'm a little stuffy. Mm-hmm. So, my nose is out of commission for this one. Very cedary, a little plank to it, like a cedar plank, almondy. And also uh, a little creaminess to it. Yeah. You know, um, as bizarre as this sounds, right, if you took like heavy whipping cream 
and you started frothing it with like a milk frother, right? And then you started sprinkling mostly black pepper with a, a pinch of cayenne pepper into it. Um, and then you kind of like dipped an almond twig in there. Mm-hmm. That's what this cigar yeah. tastes like to me. I'm getting a little chocolatey at the end too. I don't know if you're picking up on that. Like, Maybe if you took a pinch of cocoa powder and yeah. dropped it into that cream mixture. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit right at the end as it comes out the nose, but again. <laughs> hard uh, hard for you to yeah. compare the retro hail since you can't. Yeah, I gotcha. Interesting. So on the first uh, quarter inch, which by the way, on uh, every cigar I've ever smoked, mm-hmm. if you toast it properly, the first quarter inch always tastes differently. Yep. I don't know why. Maybe it's seasoning your palate or something for later. Um, speaking of 2C Premium Coffee, we have got this care package from 2C. And uh, I've got a bunch of stuff in here. So <clears throat> here is... Oh, very nice. I like the bag. <laughs> a love letter to Burnline Podcast, complete with... Uh, some profile, some coffee profiles. Nice. This is proprietary. That doesn't get out. Nobody gets to see this. Super secret. Yeah, the bag is cool. It's like black, like Burnline Podcast. And we've got... Like El Fumo. <laughs> some blends. Ooh. Unmarked bags. That's, a, that's an eighth right there. <laughs> and... Uh, Here's what we're doing, guys. We talked about this on the show a little bit uh, before. Uh, we are working with 2C, and hopefully we're going to be able to put out a burn line blend. Ooh. A blend of coffee hand-selected by El Fumo and Johnny Midas to pair perfectly with cigars. Yeah, we are picking the beans. We will go to yes. Honduras. We, we are... <laughs> Hand picking, well, at least one. One bean. Pick, one pod. Right? Yeah. Don't they come in pods? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are selecting. That's a better word. <laughs> we, we're not going to pick the beans, but we're going to select uh, the roast. That's the plan anyway. So, And we're going to do some of that on the show. So I've got some hot water, and then here's my uh, Union Cigar mug. And <clears throat> Teresa sent me this. Thank you so much for this. Oh, man. That's Single cool. drip uh, pour over. Look at it. Yeah. Look how cool that is. Is that like a percolator? No, yeah, it's a, a yeah. It's a drip coffee. You just cool. set it right in your cup. Dude, that is awesome. Isn't it? So I've got these. These are pre-ground. And I think I know which one I want to try first. And we are going to try. What do you got there? If you don't mind reading it? Or are we not allowed? Well, we're not going to read it. It is proprietary. Ah. But I will show you. No one else can see. Pick a card, any card. All right. So... I was thinking this guy. That one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that one, too, because I know what kind of notes you'll get from that. Yeah. All right, so let's try this one first. Okay. And why don't you uh, slide your cup over? Oh, careful of my <laughs> Buena Ventura. We'll get back to you, Mr. Cigar. <laughs> yeah, I got to puff it to keep it lit. As we discussed in one of the tips of the week was a uh, puff on it every once in a while. Yep. And we're going to go ahead and... Open this up with my Leatherman Skeletool in uh, OD Green. Now, this is my coffee spoon. 
I know it sounds weird. Yeah. But I know down to the gram how much it holds. See, I leave that quarter inch strip around the back of the spoon. Yep. Because I'm putting in exactly as much coffee as I want. Now, you don't need a, I guess, paper for this then, right? No, this is the strainer built in. Ooh. Yeah. So now we're just going to pour over. And I'm not making a lot of coffee because we want to taste a few of them. Right. I want to get the notes. Are you still steaming? Yeah. Yeah, it's still, uh, it's not quite 165 degrees, but yeah. it's uh, hot enough. Tell you what, McDonald's has the world's worst hot coffee ever. Does it? <laughs> I don't think I've ever tried it. Don't. <laughs> it's just an insult to coffee. So we're just letting this uh, drip through. Uh, looks so cool. It's really cool. You can kind of see see it working there. You know what's funny? It actually gives you that caramely. Since it's in a whiskey glass, it almost looks like a caramely whiskey color anyway. Yeah, well, this particular uh, bean is very light, mm-hmm. right? The It's not just the roasting process, the actual physical bean. And then also it's not a dark roast, yep. which means it's much higher in caffeine. Yep. You know, typically uh, what we'd call a breakfast coffee. Yeah. Um, you know, I was lied to growing up, not growing up, but being an adult. Uh, whenever you go to the gas station or you ask go to places for that aren't really coffee places, they're like, "Oh yeah, dark roast. You want that? That's the mm-hmm. caffeinist." And no, it's the other way. Yeah, like I love espresso. I got an espresso machine at work, and uh, not a not a real one, a Nespresso, right? Rapid, rapid fire. Um, yeah, it's like sixty grams or milligrams or micrograms or whatever of caffeine. Like so, a regular. Your large cup of coffee is like 200, 180. So this double shot is like you can have two of those and it's less than a cup of coffee. Huh. So, all right. So transfer that over. Why don't you take that, give that a sip. I'm going to go dump these grounds out and pour my own. All right. so good. Does it? Oh, my God. Well, shit. I got to make my own now. Hurry up. (laughs) All right. So while we're... uh, messing around with our chemistry experiment here to have uh, some amazing coffee. Uh, Why don't you start talking to me about this Buenaventura cigar and Curivari because this is really fascinating to me and I'm going to go ahead and give a spoiler alert. Why don't you uh, start talking about it though? Okay, Curivari. So Curivari is, uh, the family came from, of course, like everybody else did, uh, Cuba and they brought some Cuban seeds with them. And so they've been, um, what's the, cultivating these Cuban seeds ever since. So their thing is that they're using 100% Cuban seed grown in Nicaragua. Criollo and Carojo. Carojo, yep. Yep. And uh, so this is a Nicaraguan puro. I I think you mentioned it at the beginning. I already forgot. All of their cigars are. Yeah. And uh, that's what they pride themselves in. But what's interesting when it comes to the Buenaventura, <coughs> uh, Curivari does not advertise this cigar whatsoever, mm-hmm. does not acknowledge it in their website. I mean, they'll do it word of mouth or in person, but it's like they have zero advertisement for this particular cigar. Right. It is not on the box. 
it is not on the cigar band. It is not on the cello wrapper with the barcode sticker on the back. Nowhere does it say Curivari. No. Um, as well, Curivari does make some custom sticks for folks. Um, They're very so, reclusive in general. Yeah, so here's the spoiler alert. These are premium cigars. These oh, yeah. easily compete with everything from Curivari, but the Buenaventura in particular. Uh, to me, these... Uh, easily compete with Placencia, Padron. Uh, This is a top-notch, world-class cigar. Um, You know, where they cut corners, I think, sometimes, is, like, the packaging is obviously, like, the lowest dollar packaging possible. You know, you're not going to get the beauty of Placencia's box, for example. Oh, speaking of box, guess what I got a box of this week? The uh, A.J. Fernandez um, Deus de Gloria. Okay. And what a gorgeous box, man. It is. It's like dude. that red lacquer with, like, gold yeah. accents. That lot, not just Diaz de Gloria, but, like, that AJ. Yeah. Like, like New yeah. World and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. The San Lotano is gorgeous, too. Yeah, the the artwork on those boxes is amazing. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, contrast that with this. Buena Ventura. <laughs> um, obviously, they're saving money in the packaging. Um, same thing with the bands. Like I said, there's a... A yeah. bunch of Vitolas out there, but they all have the same band. Yeah, um, and like this, they they didn't even nail it or screw it with like those cheap hinges that correct. cigar. It's just tape, whatever yep. you want to call this. Yeah, like that's that's your Sticker. hinge movement. <laughs> yeah, and yep. they have it all around. What would you? Is this even cedar? Like, what type of cedar is this? Because this isn't like the regular. Uh, I don't think it's cedar at all. I think it's like poplar or something. <laughs> Maybe balsa. Yeah, or something like it, that. Like it's super cheap. It's like a native wood kind of thing. Yeah. Um, now on the back, you'll notice it's got the uh, the only thing that they have to change from stick to stick is the sticker right here that has the size Picadores fifty two, and then it says dash six by fifty two. So they're telling you it's a Toro, yep. but they call it a Picadores. Um, handmade cigars box of 10 with the barcode that is the only unique thing that sticker right there the rest of the box is the same for all of these and then it's got this 10p52 stamp on the side yep. count of 10 yep. and uh i'm not sure what the p stands for and the 52 is the ring gauge uh no picadores p oh yeah yeah the size picadores or a mustang you know yeah <laughs> and then picadores right there that's stamped on <clears throat> right with like a maybe a wood burner or something so, i don't know yeah um, those are the only unique characteristics, which keeps the cost of the packaging way down. Yep. Um, so hands off to them. When I look at the wrapper leaf, um, I do have that one thing right there on the cap, right? I'm not sure yep. what that is, right? So it's not perfect by any means. And, uh, you noticed your fill on both oh. ends. Like you had some almost like stems that came out, you know, little pockets, yeah. Uh, mine look great on both ends, so that tells me a little something about consistency. So, you know, maybe their quality control lets some stuff through that uh, maybe you wouldn't get in some higher-end right. um, manufacturers. But in general, this is a absolutely delicious, top-notch, world-class cigar yeah. for an astonishingly low price. I mean, six and a quarter... In 2024 for a Toro. Right. I expect it to be um, not very good. 
Or a non-house cigar. This is a non-house cigar. Yeah. I, I do, you know, and, and that's the problem with getting your pricing right yeah. in any retail industry is I immediately associate that with not a very good cigar. Right, quality. Right. Le- yeah, leftover tobacco, leftover rollers. Which is, this is none of that. Mm-mm. Now, some of that will come out when we rank the cigar, but it's a little bit of a spoiler alert. There is a huge cult following for these cigars around the U.S., despite the fact that I will talk to people who've been smoking cigars for years and they've never even heard of it. Right. This is like one of the most known unknown cigars. And probably half of the people I speak to that know what Buena Ventura is have never heard of Curivari. Mm -hmm. They don't know where they come from. They just know them as Buena Ventura's. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is a golden rounded tone on this coffee. Definitely uh, notes of brown sugar, a touch of maple. Yep. Very smooth. Very smooth. Very smooth. That, That rounds out pretty well with a lot of cigars. Like that could go with a Connecticut or a Maduro. Yeah. Mm, that's probably high on my list. <laughs> it goes really well with the cigar, too, the, mm-hmm. just pairing it. So this guy has got uh, definitely like some creamy creamy vanilla notes. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think the spice is, is probably, uh, I don't know, predominance not the right word, but uh, you can't get around it. Right, there's just Nicaraguan pepper all over this thing. Uh, I think surprisingly, like the earth element is very toned down, yeah. though. Um, there is a creaminess, and there is a. I think the cocoa note is picking up a little bit. Yeah. Um. So, where the coffee plays well with this is when you put the two flavors together, you get this honey note that isn't individually noticeable in the coffee or the cigar. Really interesting, you know, kind of getting the oil from the coffee on your palate yeah. and then smoking the cigar. This, like, honey note comes out. Um, really interesting because I wouldn't associate sweet with this cigar too much. No. Um, definitely with a coffee. Put the two together and uh, it really embellishes the notes, I think. So <clears throat> that Cuban S comes out like we've uh, it comes out like florally or floral. Yes, a bit of floral. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And the smokiness, which you like... know, <clears throat> yes, the smokiness and and you know floral notes are not really associated with Nicaraguan tobacco no. per se. Um, they are associated with Cuban and to a, a lesser extent uh, Dominican, which most of your Dominican tobacco same same story. You know, came over yeah. from Cuba. Because if you think about it, like Dominican and Cuban kind of mimic the same yeah. uh, environment. Yeah. As where like Nicaragua, Honduras, and uh, Brazil and Ecuador are kind of, you know. Yeah, different. Different, uh, even though they're close. Yeah, they're not islands, for no. example. Um, the elevation is dramatically different. Different, where you know? we, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting that they pulled that through. The, the smokiness, the floral, definitely reminiscent of Cuban. Packaging and presentation 
oh, reminiscent yeah. of Cuban. And I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. Um, you know, as a tobacconist, you probably have those people that come in and say, hey, I, do you have any Cubans? Yeah. No, but I got this. <laughs> yes, exactly. So the Deus de Gloria, that's an obvious right. uh, choice. But so is the Buenaventura. Um, I would say that the, I guess the the thing that sets the Buenaventura apart that you want to be careful about is uh, it is strong yeah. and peppery, and not a lot of Cubans fall into that profile. Right. Um, a lot of people, when they say Cuban, they're looking for like strong, high nicotine content. Yeah. But mid-bodied, you know, a smoother, lighter cigar. Yeah. Like the Casa de Cuba, great yeah. example. There was uh, I, there was two pages I read. I think they were retailers, online retailers. They both described this as a medium strength, but this is not. I wouldn't call this a medium strength. This is just above that. Yeah, it's an. <clears throat> again, it goes back into the you know argument that we've been having on this show for years, which is for a year anyway, <laughs> which is uh, you know like there's a difference to me between body and strength. Yeah, and I would say this is a mid body full strength cigar. Right, like it has, you can feel the nicotine already. Yeah, you know it. It is a high strength cigar, right? Not, not like the one we had. Uh, what was it uh, last week? The Placencia One Fifty One. That's strong. Yeah, that was like that was crazy from strong. the first part. Right, it's not that strong, but it's strong. But the body is definitely like you know more mellow, rounded, mid-bodied yeah. kind of profile. Um. So, yeah, I kind of separate those in my mind, you know. I'm about an inch in. It's burning well. You can see the burn line is, I call it a rustic burn line. Mm -hmm. You know, it's definitely following the contours of the leaf and the stems and veins and stuff. Uh, ash is stacking up pretty nicely. Uh, it looks like it's reasonably well-aged and I, fermented tobacco. I wonder if that's because, like I said earlier, the way it was rolled. This is my burn line. It's kind of, like, wavy. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that had, does have to do with the construction to some extent. Yeah. Um, so I'm pulling up the uh, website right now for Curivari, and y'all can look at it. Obviously not mobile optimized. So 1995 called. They want their website back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it looks like your simple DOS. So here's what's interesting. Okay. So you go here. This is the home page, and it has this tobacco culture. This is the splash page. The handmade cigar is the epitome of the tobacco culture. In all our cigars, we use only the traditional Cuban cigar-making process with authentic Cuban Criollo and Carojo seeds grown in Nicaragua. From cultivation to fermentation and aging, we know that every detail makes a difference. During this time, every single leaf has been touched by the hands of our people to complete maturity. Only then the full deep aroma of tobacco truly develops. Every blend created for perfect balance is inspired by tobacco. Curivari cigars are made with 100% Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobacco. We blend for a classic Cuban flavor profile that we enjoy, not with focus on strength, but more looking for flavor and aroma in a right balance. All cigars are finished with a triple cap. It is a recognition to the efforts, our pride, and honor when you enjoy our cigars. Curivari. That is it. Yeah. And then on the side, they have four cigars that you can click into and look at the selection privada gloria de leon el gran rey and reserva limitada in three types classica cafe and 1000 series 
when you click on those, we'll click on the Selección Privada. You can see it's got a picture that's yep. really just of the, the band on the uh, cigar, the sizes it's available in, and then it just has a description. Perfectly balanced with medium body. This cigar has a creamy, smooth flavor profile. Woody with a touch of vanilla and a sweet finish. Origin, filler Nicaragua, binder Nicaragua, wrapper Nicaragua, authentic Cuban seed Criollo and Corojo. By the way, that origin statement is the same for all their cigars. The Buenaventura is not on here. No, it is not. They don't even say that they make it. There is nothing about where they are. There is nothing about where the factory is, um, the rollers, anything. And if you click on the Contact Us button, it literally just comes up with an email. cigar at gmail.com. It almost sounds like a scam. Like, yeah, like it's out of somebody's <laughs> basement, you know, kind of like Burnline at yeah. gmail.com. Don't forget to reach out and drop us a line, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, why do we have Burnline at gmail.com? Because it's free. Yeah. You know, we don't have burnline.com. Right. Um, or burnlinepodcast.com. So, same thing uh, here. Curivari Cigars International LLC. Email cucigars at gmail.com. So, uh, because of this, they have like a reputation for being secretive. Yeah. And, you know, there's almost like. It, it, they almost took it too far. So what's really cool is because they haven't like put a bunch of money into this stuff, they don't have to charge a lot for their cigars. No. You know, they don't have to pay the salary of the marketing guy. You know, it's probably the website is probably like, you know, cousin Reyes or something, <laughs> you know, just like, oh, I had a few minutes on Saturday you yeah. know, to update the Web page or something. Um it really looks like it hasn't been updated in 20 years. It does. Absolutely. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's what happened. They said, oh, that website's done. Okay. Call it a day. Just make sure to pay the... Right. It's good enough. The domain rights. Right. <laughs> but so, unfortunately, there is a problem there. Right. And the problem is, if you're not telling your own story, people are going to tell your story for you. Right. Yeah. So... We do have uh, a bunch of urban legends out there about yep. Buenaventura and Curavari. And I will tell you a few that I've heard. Have you heard any uh, gossip not about really, the company? Not really, nothing crazy. N- not really? No. Okay. So here's uh, three top lies okay. about Buenaventura. Um, number one. Curivari is owned and run by a family that has a hit on them from the Cuban government, and they stay quiet and secretive because they don't want to get killed in their sleep. That actually sounds pretty cool. <laughs> it sounds like it could actually be true. It's like, okay, that's <laughs> but, about 85% believable. But to be fair, that is a story that is repeated occasionally, mostly under the influence of alcohol in cigar lounges right. around the U.S., And they are wanted precisely for smuggling Cuban seed out of Cuba. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is like almost every tobacco, every cigar maker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so gossip number two, um, Curivari uses leaf from Placencia that, uh, you know, maybe didn't make the cut or something like that. And that's why their low profile is... 
they're associated with a company that doesn't want anyone to know. Right. That is directly in conflict with the third piece of gossip I've heard about the cigar, which is that they use leftover tobacco from Padron <laughs> for the same reasons, because it's a Padron cigar for a third of the price. Nobody wants anybody to know anything about where it comes from, where it's rolled, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, obviously, those two can't both be true. I guess they could be. Maybe. But uh seems unlikely. Maybe they're both true. Yeah. They're, they're, they use some leftovers from both companies. Who knows? I doubt it because I – not that I'm an expert or anything in dissecting this, but it doesn't really taste like a Placencia or – It doesn't taste like a Padron at all. No. Um it's definitely closer to some Placencia blends, but it it doesn't taste like a. The, the, for one thing, the the pepper content is too high. Yeah. Um, honestly, this tastes more like a, a Perdomo to me. To be honest with you. Maybe that's where it comes from. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? And we just started another one. There so. we go. <laughs> um, but here's my takeaway from from that gossip: a couple of things. The but right off the top is. Placencia and Padron are like the two big, high-quality Nicaraguan producers. Yeah. Like, they are world-class. And if you're associating the cigar with them, that tells you that it's really fucking good. Yeah. Right? And that, you can't deny. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just crazy secretive about their stuff. Or maybe not secretive so much as they just don't care. Right. They've they got just, a business. It works. It's kind of like Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, it's self. Uh, it's just word of mouth. Yeah. Like they, he doesn't have to advertise. They don't have to advertise. Right. They're, they're not putting the effort in because they don't need to. Everybody else whatever. does it for them. They literally yeah. get free advertisement like crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to jump on a few more tasting notes on this Buena Ventura by Curavari and gossip some more. But before that, I think it is time for our Tobacconist Tip of the Week. And now your Tobacconist Tip of the Week with Angel Solorio. We were talking about butanes the other day and, you know, just stuff in general about it. Uh, there's a couple butanes that I use. Uh, Zippo, I've used Zippo. Their butane's pretty good. Uh, Zycar's probably the best. There's a generic, I couldn't find it, but there's a generic one, kind of like a light blue can that says a big 10X on it. That's, I found out that's pretty good. I've got some of those coming in. Nice. We can test it on the show. So the, I guess the reason we're having the convo is not all butane's created equal. Yeah. Right. And probably the worst one I've used is the Ronson or Re- yeah. Ronson yeah. is probably the worst one. Yeah. I not use that at all. So for me, Zycar and Calibri, um, they're commonly stocked on the shelf. And they're very good. Yeah. Uh, they're um, free of imperfections. They won't sputter in no. your torch. They'll just burn. I've used Zippo. Um, I have had a can that was questionable. Yep. Um, got a few sputters out of the lighter. and I can't say it was the butane, but I think it was. Um, and agree with you completely. Would never buy Ronson again. No, um, that's it is just not. Not cigar-worthy. Cigar-worthy. Maybe a cigarette or something cheap, but not cigar-worthy. And, you know, one of the problems with sputtering is it affects your light. Yep. You know. Um, And actually, I've had issues with the Ronson, not only with the lighting part, but I'm pretty sure it affected my flavor before. It's just very oily. Really? Yeah. 
Interesting. So, of course, butane is used for a lot of stuff, right. you know, for lighting, not just cigars. And it doesn't have to be purified as much for other applications, no. you know. And so there are folks that make butane, you know, for your uh, kitchen torches, your um, electrician's torches, stuff yeah. like that. It's not going to have the very careful removal of flavor and stuff like that uh, for cigar lighting. Um so good, uh, good tobacconist tip of the week. If you're getting butane, yep. get butane for cigars. Oh, and also uh, when you're buying a can, they're still out there in circulation. Get the ones with a plastic tip, not the metal tip for the right, nozzle. Right, right. Great call out. So because the metal tip can create static discharge and light your can on fire, um, <laughs> that was uh, deep sixed by the, uh, yeah. what is it, ANSI standard. Yeah, ANSI. Yeah. So all the new ones have a plastic yeah. tip. And um, then the metal tip, sometimes it just uh, leaks like crazy when you go to Yeah, and it fill. also, yeah, it doesn't get as good of a seal, but it, it can also like crimp, yeah. you know, and, and, then and then bend, if you bend over it, slightly. Yep. Yeah. Plastic is pliable, and it'll, yeah. you can kind of bend it, and it'll still work. Yeah, and some of the old uh, torches, like they don't make them like this anymore, um, no. but they had that really tiny, almost like... Um, Soup can sleeve so around the nipple. Yeah, like this one. Like that one. Yeah, and this you is can, one of the older styles. Yeah, and you can bend that little thing of metal over mm-hmm. with the metal tip on the butane can, and then... You're done. Yeah, like that's a real disaster. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's... Buy your butane. Do not cheap out when you're buying for your cigars. And, uh, you know, the couple bucks you might save on buying that generic butane, yeah. you know, online or something, like, you might really regret that, so yeah, don't don't take the chance, dude. It's a couple bucks, right. you know, get the get the real butane. Good, great uh, tip of the week there, El Fumo, and we are enjoying the Buenaventura Picadores, which is a 6x52 Toro. Which, by the way, the Picadores means, uh, like, picker? Harvester, mm-hmm. that's the name of this Vitola. Yeah, you're... they have interesting Vitola names. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, again, this is made by Curivari, even though you can't find it on the Curivari website or on the box. Yeah. Unless um, you, I'm pretty sure if you talk to somebody in the industry, they got to know. Well, I talked to three people in the industry, two retailers and one creator about this. The retailers had an interesting take, right? Their their take was, um, it's a, a really really great cigar yep. for a low price, but there's other great sticks at low prices on the shelf as well, um, and the uh, industry person that I talked to, who's actually in cigar production, uh, it just kind of uh, you know like you could hear the smile. I could hear the smile over the phone, and it was. Uh, you know, kind of cagey. You know? Yeah, like his what he he didn't say anything, <laughs> and I know? would understand too because yeah. it's like a it's like an industry thing. They're like, yeah, I'm not gonna tell uh, you, yeah, cause, yeah. And I respect that. Oh, yeah. I respect you, that. You got to respect that. But he just said they're great. It's great Nicaraguan tobacco, Cuban seed. Because you, know? you know they know. Yeah, and it's like damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's that's kind of what like makes this cigar great. It's just the mystery behind it is mm-hmm. crazy. I do think though, if you're looking for a you know, medium body. Um, again, it's a strong uh, cigar. Like, it's got uh, nicotine strength and pepper in it. You yeah. Know? Um, but if you're looking for a Cuban experience, dude, I mean. Oh, yeah. Six bucks, six and a quarter. Yep. This Toro. Can't beat it. 
No, you can't. This is bang for your buck. Like, literally bang for your buck. Yeah. And, and it, you're right. It's crazy to find something this price of this year. Like, uh, another spoiler alert in my news of the week. There's three more manufacturers bumping up the prices. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every, everyone's bumping up their prices. And then, you know, if you compare this, like, my go-to daily burner that has, you know, enough flavor and quality to please the palate of Johnny Midas yeah. while still being affordable would be the uh, Mark Twain Riverboat from General. Yeah. And uh, it's five bucks for a Robusto. Yep. I've got a few of those in my drawer. Well, this is a Toro for a six and a quarter. Yeah. And uh, also, it's way better. And I think from what I can remember from when the first time I smoked it to now, which was probably 2012. This has probably only gone up 50 cents to 75 yeah. cents in yeah. 10 years while everybody else has gone over a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you know that the uh, hot dog and Coke at Costco is still a buck fifty? Yep. That was the price in 1981. No kidding. Yeah. But that's expensive for 1981, though. It's normal. It was a normal price. Huh. But for some reason, they've decided to keep it steady. Fuck 50, so. yeah. They just keep... Costco keeps making choices that makes fans out of customers. Right. That's what's cool about them. But it's like... The, I mean, you would know this. The The secret to that is, like, who cares? Like, that'll bring somebody in. Right, right. And they're like, that's the, that's the point. It's like, they're spending hundreds of bucks anyway. And then, like, their thing is... You know how much they've made from people just coming in to get the hot dog? They're like, ah, I'm already here. Might as well. Like, that's the thinking behind it, the business part of it. Well, uh, Buena Ventura has kept their prices low uh, as well. And here we are. And here we are, smoking them. So um, I'm going to go ahead and prep the next coffee. So do you want me to dump the rest of your coffee, or you want to chug that real fast? No, I'll dump it. All right. I'm going to dump that. Well, you talk a little bit more about Buena Ventura. Yeah, this was, uh, unfortunately, it's not going to make the, well, it's made the top 20, made the top five. It was number two cigar back in like 2012, but it hasn't, not to my knowledge, that it's made number one. But like I said, this brand relies on word of mouth, and honestly, it's worked so far. But I think the secretive nature of this cigar is what also makes it popular and like, ooh, I got to smoke it for those who know. And like if you're learning about this cigar on this podcast just now, we've done our job in how they want this cigar to be advertised. So, like I said, free free advertisement. Yeah, and I think uh, I think one of the um, challenges, you know, when it comes to cigar rankings from you know, the big names, when the Buena Ventura kind of broke onto the scene, of course, they got this uh, attention and they got a ranking. Um, and then the lack of any kind of advertising, advertisement dollars, whatever, I do think that uh, that's affected the fact that it's not really on the list anymore, right. despite still being a hell of a cigar. Yeah, I think when that happened, everybody was like, that I remember... It was like, what the hell is even that? Never even heard yeah. of it. You know, how's that? E- how'd that even make it? Yeah, I remember there was a little bit of like, you know, what the hell is this dark right. horse? You know, and it's still, it's still uh, described as a boutique. 
Yeah, but it's not a boutique like, you know, uh, Stolen Throne. Right. Like. It's way past that. Or, crown, or Crowned Heads. Like, you know, they have, I think that Crowned Heads and uh, Stolen Throne have way more brand recognition. But Kodavari is selling more cigars. Right. So it's really interesting. All right. So we have got this one. So do you want to try? Okay, let's go. So I, let's I think, do this guy. I have guy. a feeling what the notes are going to be on that. Interesting, uh, interesting blend. We're just going to get this. Does it say on the bag specifically where from? Uh, no, I have those details over here. Okay, that's what that's my, fine. Yep. my super secret tasting notes in the background. Speaking of uh, brand secrecy, right? So it just it just goes with the episode. So it goes well. with the episode. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty awesome to have uh, to be able to talk about two industry secrets in one episode. So what's really cool about this cigar is I'm in the second third now, mm-hmm. and that cedar it's definitely picked up. Oh, um, so it's more cedary. The peppery has calmed down a little bit. Um. I would say that the uh, vegetable bitter is a little stronger, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the cream is still there. But I do think the cre- I think it was creamier in the first inch or so. Yeah, it that's gone. I'm in almost. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the final third. Yeah, you're. Uh, Ugh, dude, it, it is not a good time for El Fumo today. Struggling with the old sinuses. Don't like it. I had that last week. I'm about done with it, though. Yeah. I just sweat it out at the gym. <laughs> I legit like it. I'll go to the gym, and I'll do cardio for 45 minutes every day. And then uh, maybe like 30 minutes of weightlifting. And, uh, you know, mostly I do that because I'm in a cutting phase right now. Yeah. And uh, dropped 16 pounds this week. Uh, I'll probably drop 10 this coming week. That's the plan. Um, but uh, anytime I have sinus issues, if I go run for like 45 minutes a day, uh, it just knocks it out in like two days for whatever yeah. reason. I just need a sauna. Or a sauna. Yeah. yeah. Actually, that works really well. Oh, yeah. Get all that out. Yeah, from what I can taste, I'm getting very, very strong cedar towards the final third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're smoking yours a little faster. I'm still, uh, I'm not even halfway done, yeah, actually. Well, yeah, that's important. The only reason I'm a lot more in is because I'm having trouble getting the flavors. And yeah. I have to puff on it a little more. And also, I'm talking more. <laughs> so, All right, it looks like we've got a nice golden cup of coffee here. So slide that over. So some of these Ooh, other uh, smells good. Oh yeah, yeah. Give me some tasting notes. Exactly what I thought. Chocolatey. Chocolatey, earthy. Earthy and chocolatey. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. There's another note in there. A little sweet. All right. So I'm gonna go uh, get my cup ready. While I'm doing that, why don't you uh, look through some of these? Other cigars that Kudrivari uh, makes, right. and uh, maybe I'll put some of these uh, bands 
up on the video for YouTube so folks can see if they recognize them. All right. So we're going to do... Yep. The Selección Privada. Like, those... The Selección Privada does say Curivari on the band. And what's funny is, like, most cigar bands are in English, and all their banding and branding is in Spanish, like pure Spanish. So, there's not much to talk about, like, difference in wrapper and all that. All, all, I mean, everything's made with the same Cuban seed and wrapper and uh, the Criollo and Corojo. But obviously, the blending is different the way they... Uh, the, they blend the tobacco, but it's all the same seed. <clears throat> so the Selección Privada is a perfectly balanced with medium body. The cigar has a creamy, smooth flavor profile, woody with a touch of vanilla and sweet finish. And Gloria de Leon. Wow, their banding almost looks exactly the same across. That's almost like Monte Cristo. Yeah, and what... Well, you mentioned the Spanish only. What I think is just super cool about really all of their products is you just get this feeling like you're getting like authentic culture. Yeah. Like there's no English on it except like the retail sticker with the barcode yep. that they stick on it. Like uh, Gloria de Leon is a reddish brown wrapper. The cigar delivers a rich smoke of coffee, cedar notes of black cherry. Interesting. Then El Gran Rey. That one is a full body cigar, is rich and spicy, exquisitely balanced with a core of sweet spices, caramel, honey, and a long, complex finish. So the Reserva Limitada Clásica, a dark, oily wrapper with a full body. This cigar offers toasty flavors with notes of coffee, leather, and spices. That sounds pretty good. So, have you recognized any of the bands? I've never, ever seen any of those. Exactly. Like, never. that's the thing. It's like, this is the secret cigar brand, and they're, they're fucking good. Like, these are amazing cigars Yeah. that I think are... I think... Here's what I think. It came in number five cigar of the year back when it sort of came out. Yeah. And I think that's, like, the perfect spot for it. Like, it's not a number one cigar, right. but it's a top ten. But it's consistently a top ten. Like, if you're doing blind taste tests... I think it comes in in the top 10, um, but also their unwillingness to introduce new products, their unwillingness to like uh, brand and advertise. Like when was the last time you saw a Curivari never. ad in? Yeah, never. Never. Cigar right? Aficionado or any of the reviewers. Yeah. yeah, Cigar Journal, which um, I'm just going to put a plug out there. If you're looking for a cigar magazine that's like top notch, uh, Cigar Journal was actually the best one. Mm -hmm. Um in my opinion, it's the most objective uh, of them. You know, you got to have a lot of love for Cigar Aficionado because yeah. they kicked off the whole thing. Oh, yeah. You know, but if I had to pick one journal for somebody that was trying to learn about cigars, it'd yeah. be Cigar Journal. Yeah, because not a knock against Cigar Aficionado, but it's like some of that is paid. Like, hey, give us a good review and we'll pay you good. Well, I'll tell you what, a magazine I really enjoy is Cigar Snob. Uh -huh. uh, they do have 100% blind tasting. Their um, reviews and stuff like that, um, they're going off of what they tasted on the cigar. And the beautiful models don't hurt either. Yeah. Uh, they, they do some great photography, um, really tapping into the art 
side of cigars, yeah. the beauty and the artistic experience. Um, yeah, like I said, you're burning art. Yeah, but I'd still go with Cigar Journal if you're trying to learn yep. about the uh, the industry and the craft. So, All right, I think it is time for our Cigar News of the Week. Take it away, El Fumo. And now your Cigar News of the Week. Angel Solorio. So, Beato, Caldwell, Lost and Found are going to be increasing their cigar prices, as I said earlier. No surprise there. Everybody's mm. doing it. It is what it is, so that's just going to happen. Um, so, Colorado is going to pass a bill that allows counties, not statewide, so I'm, it's kind of weird. But they're going to allow counties to ban flavored tobacco products. So the state's saying, we're not going to do anything, but if a county wants to, we'll let them. Right. That's just okay. weird. And but that's how, I think, but I think that's how America should be. Yeah. I think we should push decision-making to the lowest level possible. Yeah. Right? And I think the counties should say, okay, it's up to individual cities. You know, let, let the cities compete on that. But it's not, I get... Because the biggest thing is, oh, it's the children, the children. I don't know. I think it's a little too much, honestly. Well, I would just like to see a scientific study on demographics. I would I, I would know. like to see. Yeah, legit. Like, you guys are just kind of... Making throwing, assumptions? Right, throwing stuff in the, uh, at the wall and seeing what sticks. When, when I was a teenager, now, you know, I, I grew up a certain way. I yeah. drive a quarter-century-old... Toyota 4Runner with a 3-inch lift and 35-inch mutters. Yeah. And, you know, I've got a hunting rifle collection, you know. So when I was growing up, like, the coolest thing would be to sneak a backwoods or a Lucky Strike unfiltered, Uh you know, and, you know, be like a a, a wilderness man, Yeah, you know. So I can see uh, two things. I can see folks buying the cheap, you know, foil pack cigarillos at the gas station to try and be a grown-up, because you can afford them. Yeah. Right? And I can also see buying those and taking the stuffing out and putting something else in there. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> <you know. clears throat> that's uh, their main purpose, let's be honest with that. Uh, yes, that's their main purpose. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of understand, like, don't advertise and market products that appeal to teenagers who really don't like right. smoking. They want something else, which is why they're going for the flavor. But they're going to, you know, suffer ill ill effects medically. And also, you know, there's the addiction factor, right? I kind of understand that. But lumping that kind of shit in with premium cigars, you know, long filler hand rolled, it's just bullshit. Oh, yeah. And you don't have, I mean, they don't even have the disposable income to line up. I mean, hell, six twenty five for a Toro, assuming they could even stomach this, which they couldn't. Right. You know, that's expensive. Yeah, you know, six and a quarter for one stick. That, and unless you're going to sit down for, I mean, I've been smoking this for an hour and I'm halfway done. Yeah, you know, you don't even have time for that. No. So, that's my thing. Is like, I don't mind, you know, trying to protect folks, but the the lack of skill by these uh, politicians is just gobsmacking. Not really. Not at this point. <laughs> it's just not surprising at all. As always, not a political or religious show, so... No, it's just the politics of tobacco, unfortunately. Unfortunately, you can't separate them, so... No. All right, what other news do you have for so us So, another week? legal issue. 
California seeks to create a registered list of allowed tobacco products. Oh, so that's a that's terrible idea. Way more restrictive. It's a terrible idea. So you're gonna have to every time you release a new Vitola, you're gonna have to register it. <sighs> Most likely. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but California, I actually just found this out not that long ago, probably a few months ago. California has essentially banned all flavored tobacco products. So I'm guessing no acids or anything. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not from California. I don't really talk to anybody, so I haven't really heard. It doesn't make I waves. I don't care so much because I don't smoke flavored tobacco products. So it doesn't really, you know, affect me. Yeah. Um, Typical California overreach. All right. Do you have something that's a little bit, you know, like cool? Because cool? those both suck. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any just, we, got, we just got to throw it out there, man. It's like, unfortunately. Politicians attacking our rights and our yeah, hobby. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's just, it's a, every day now. Uh, West Tampa Tobacco is re-releasing the Attic Series. Nice. But, uh, they are going to first release it to... Daily Cigars, which is, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Yeah, yeah. They're out of Phoenix, and he has a pretty good YouTube uh, following. So, West Tampa's interesting to me because I fucking love their branding. Like, their boxes are so cool. Yeah. A lot of their branding is awesome. Very rustic. I'm not a huge fan of their cigars, though. Um, But that's just me, so. (laughs) All right, and then... Sorry. Whoop, whoop, whoop. There's not much going on today. Or as far as... As far as cigar news. Yeah, there's not much going on. Uh, This is not really that interesting, but I guess it's just branding-wise. But they don't really need to do anything brand, really. Uh, EP Carrillo renames Tabacalera La Alancia as Casa Carrillo. Alianza. So a lot of people are familiar with that brand. Alianza, yeah. So I actually heard the daughter, you know, they're they're grooming the kids to take over the Yeah. Um take over the brand, but I heard the daughter uh on a podcast saying that um Carrillo is really working to rebrand and bring some of their brands under the Carrillo name because it has such brand power. Um so Carrillo produces a few sticks. Some of them are really good that don't say Carrillo on them. Yeah. And Alianza is one of those brands. So Casa Carrillo, you know, that that is a step in that direction. Yeah. What's the one that I'm thinking of that Carrillo makes that's really good and doesn't say Carrillo on it? And it's a little little lower priced. I cannot think of it on the top of my head. You know the the stick I'm talking about, though, right? And I can't remember what it's called. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it in my mind. And it doesn't say Carrillo anywhere on it. No. But last piece of news here, no surprise. Uh, JM Tobacco dis- uh, debuting the Española Year of the Dragon. Ah, so another year, another of, the year of the Dragon. <laughs> so we need to we need to publish a list. Here's the 17 Year of the Dragon cigars. You're right. It's uh, like just so many people making uh, Year of the Dragons, and the list goes on for people for Gurkha for people to sue. Yeah, yeah. Like, All right, so. Um, we're uh, wrapping up this uh, Buena Ventura by Curivari, and uh, it's changed a little bit as we've smoked it. I think the um, I think there's finally maybe an earth note in there, and vegetable bitter 
is uh, emerging along with uh, strong cedar mm-hmm. as we near the end. The pepper has tamed down, but it is still there, and it's on my palate. So when I stop smoking it and I'm just sitting here talking or drinking tobacco, I can still taste pepper on my entire tongue and roof of my mouth. Yep. Um, I think mid-body is accurate but strong strength. Um, so interesting. And there is a floral note throughout the whole thing. Yep. Uh, very reminiscent of Cuban cigars, uh, but with a definite Nicaraguan stamp to it. Yeah. And I will bet you... I will bet you my Bremont Supermarine S500 <laughs> blue dial that uh, this is Esteli tobacco. I mean, you know, you can taste it. Yeah, definitely. Just not where Esteli. There's a couple tobacco makers in mm-hmm. Esteli. I bet you it's somebody that we know. I'll bet you it is. It's not Condega for sure. Um, and I don't think it's Placentia either. Oh, I'm talking about the region. It's not Condega region. Right. It's Esteli. It just is. Like, Esteli has its own flavor to its tobacco. Super cool. Um, this is a great mystery stick. Yeah. You know, but uh, we will rank it in a minute and talk about the price and the presentation and all that. But first, on to the socials. Uh, we do have a new follower on YouTube. Uh, thank you, um, Razvan Desliu, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Thank you so much for subscribing to our YouTube channel. We've had uh, just amazing success there. Nice. You know, we have hundreds yeah. of subscribers already. Uh, so thanks for following. And uh, we have some interaction with our poll on Spotify. So if you listen on Spotify, there is a poll. What was smoking about this episode and uh, the Monte Cristo Classic series? We might have read this uh, last time. But uh, Odin's Blood says, man, I don't know. I want to love Monte Cristo, but I can't disagree. $16 is just too much for this stick. So thank you for interacting with the podcast. And we are available on pretty much every platform. Um, Apple Podcasts used to be called uh, iTunes. Um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now we have the video on YouTube. So like, subscribe, share. And leave ratings. We do have a four and a half star rating yep. on Spotify. So thanks for everybody that took the time uh, to rank the show. That just helps get the word out there. And uh, we do want this to be your show. We smoke what we like and drink yeah. the coffee that we like. Um, but we'd like to hear more from you guys. So you can reach out, burnlinepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, at Burnline Podcast and drop us a line. Let us know what you're thinking. You can DM us or comment on our posts, and uh, we will try to make this show more of what you like and less of what you don't like yep. for the least possible effort. So appreciate all the interaction. Keep it coming. And with that, I think it is time for us to rank this Buenaventura by Curivari. This is the six by fifty-two Toro, which they call the Picadores which is plural for pickers yep. or tobacco harvesters. And it retails for $6.25 here at Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania. And you get a box discount on these. Yep. So if you buy a box, 10% discount, that's pretty good. Um, so a uh, box of 10 is only going to cost you like 56 bucks. Yeah, that's uh, like a stick and a half for free. Yeah, that's that's pretty good, man. Yeah. 
So let's go ahead and rank this cigar, and we're going to start with presentation, and I'll tell you, I've got a few thoughts here um, that sort of conflict, right? Yeah. And the first is, for somebody that is into cigars and the history of cigars, as soon as I see this box on the shelf, my heart just leaps in my chest, and I just think of pre-embargo Cuban and classic cigars, and and there's this little thing in the back of my mind that's like, it's a gimmick. They're trying to get you. But yeah. I'm instantly drawn to it on the shelf. Yeah. Right. But that conflicts with, that's not something everybody sees or knows about. Right. Anymore. Right. If you're not a historian or you're not really old. Right. right? And you're a newer smoker. You have no idea. I have no idea. Right. Um, so give me your uh, thoughts and ranking on the presentation of Fumo. So presentation, I'm going to only give it an eight. Not because it's bad, but it's very simple, and you're not going to grab the attention of a newer smoker. But like to us, like you said, it's to the point, and you know what you're getting. Okay. Um, I gave it a 7 for uh, presentation, and you know the uh, main reason that you know 7 is still a good rating, 8 is a very good rating, Um but the reason I, I stuck it there is I don't think that this like Cubanesque presentation is enough in the modern marketplace mm-hmm. to grab the attention of a smoker. I think the price grabs your attention. Um, I don't think the packaging does. If I took these out of the cello, I would absolutely have a box of these in my humidor yeah. just because they look like Cubans. Yeah, uh, I I like that look. You know, it's cla- it's like a '57 Chevy. Yeah, but if you're walking into a car dealership, I was in the Toyota dealership the other day, and they had a uh, Cressida, like '82 <laughs> or I something. I know what that is. Yeah. yeah, red. And yeah, I went over and I looked at it and was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I wasn't looking at it to buy it. Right. You know, and Maybe. I kind of feel like <laughs> yeah, if the price is right. Uh, but you know, I feel the same way about this, where it's like it might grab your eye. But not necessarily like I want to buy that, mm-hmm. you know. And you're you're competing against some fucking gorgeous art these days. Yeah, right? but I think it's on brand with their brand though. Like just the Absolutely. fact that they don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have this really, really cool like you know devil may care attitude right. about their products that is kind of attractive. Okay, so at six twenty five, what is your price ranking? Ooh, I'm gonna have to say an eight again. It's, you have an eight for uh, price? Yeah. So, like, it's bang for your buck. But, again, it's like the price for it will also be off-putting to somebody new because they're just going to associate it with, oh, cheap price, cheap cigar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, I started with a 10 for this cigar because uh-huh. the bang for your buck, you it's very difficult to beat. Now, we are sponsored by Fat Boy Cigars. Yeah. And that was another cigar where, you know, you're getting like a big Bahique-esque cigar yeah. for like seven bucks and a quarter. And just an amazing value because it's such a delicious stick. This is sort of in the same boat. Um, I think six and a quarter is actually too low. So yeah. as a consumer and a on a consumer podcast, that seems weird to say. But absolutely think some people are going to walk by because... It's like a house stick yeah. or something, and you know, at that price point, I'm associating it with much lower quality yeah. products. Right? And they could price this at sixteen dollars and sell it, 
Yeah. They would have to match the branding to it. But if you compare this to the Monte Cristo we smoked for 16 bucks, this is better. Oh, yeah. Right? So, interesting uh, that we kind of took points off for being too cheap. Too cheap. Yeah. Uh, so, if you don't care about market position, uh, yeah. and you're not into the business side of things, and you just want a hell of a smoke, uh, it's probably a 10 for you. Yep. All right. Uh, so, let's move on to construction. What uh, What did you observe there? Uh. Again, another eight. Um, the construction was very well constructed right off the bat. The point I took off of it was for the way the bunching looked. Mm-hmm. I had a like five channels, which was kind of weird. Yep. And then didn't seem to affect the smoke too much, though. Not too much. I think maybe that's why my burn line was not consistent, but it yep. wasn't terrible. Like, oh yep. my god, this is canoeing. You didn't have to use a torch to yeah. recover it. You ju- no. you could recover it by just spinning. Yep. All right. And then, but when I went to cut it. All that stuff came out, which is fine, and I did the hand job and yeah. all that other stuff. But even as I was smoking it, I got a flake or two, and yeah, a little loose. Yeah, I think once you started smoking it. Yeah, I think eight is fair. I usually start with ten, count down, and uh, yeah, I have to take points off for um, the inconsistent bunching, and you know, you had like these channels in yours. Mine looked a little better, uh, but that speaks to consistency, and then. I don't like this stuff up by the cap. No. Right? Like, it didn't affect the smoke, but it did affect how it looks and presentation is important and all of that. And it could have some of this crap up here by the cap could have peeled off. It didn't, but still, uh, I'm going to take a point off for that. So I have an eight as well uh, for construction. It has burned fine. Good smoke output. um, But you do get these little almost like micro tunnels. Yeah. They don't turn into tunnels, but they're very worrisome. Right. You're like looking you at want, a, you're, you're like, shit, I'm tunneling, yeah. but you're not. Yeah. All right. And then uh, how about flavor? So, I mean, I wouldn't call it a flavor bomb, but a very flavorful cigar. Right. Uh, not, in any, not in everybody's wheelhouse, though. I have smoked a cu- uh, couple Cubans before. This is definitely a little bit more flavorful than the actual Cubans. Mm-hmm. Uh, the floral note and the uh, cedar... A little less aromatic and florally yeah. than a Cuban, but a little, a lot more pepper mm-hmm. and more cedar. Uh, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Good medium, well bo- well-rounded medium body. Yeah. Uh, with high strength. So what do you think for flavor? Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, I had an eight as well. Yeah, because not much change in the notes. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had an eight as well. Um, a little, you know, like the cream dropped off. Uh, there's a hint of earth now. The vegetable bitter picked up, which is fine. I like the chain changing cigar. That's not my favorite flavor, though, Right. in a cigar. So, you know, if it had been like picking up in chocolate notes or something, I think yeah. it might have got a nine. Um, I think eight is a real solid score there. And then uh, let's talk about experience. Okay. So experience is actually... <sighs> So it's not the cigar's fault. It's mainly my issue. You know, I'm stuffy, trying to get over a cold. But from what I could uh, experience with it, it was actually a low-maintenance cigar, and it burned well. The environment was right. <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to give it an 8, though, still. Yeah, I think 8 is fair. So a couple of uh, points. Um the price point means you can smoke it anywhere. Yeah. It also means I'm probably not giving it as a gift. So, 
You know, this isn't a celebration cigar no. or a congratulations on your marriage necessarily, but you can definitely share it and not worry about, right. you know, if it's getting abused as much, you know, you can walk the dog, go swimming, whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Uh, swimming and smoking? Oh. Have you never tried that before? Like actual swimming or just waiting I have and video. Sitting? No, like I have video of me and Jake in the pool of his penthouse in Dallas. Uh-huh. It's like one of those pool, like infinity pools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as the sun is setting and lights on the skyline and we're just fucking drinking champagne and smoking cigars in the pool and it's fucking awesome. Nice. Um, yeah, that's an experience. Everyone's got to try that, you know. But uh, if you do get some pool water on the cigar, it's like, eh, it was six bucks. <laughs> you know? However... That's balanced by the fact that it's a strong cigar. Oh, yeah. You know, like, this is not the first one I'd pick up as a gift. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't a congratulations on your new baby because they better be a cigar smoker. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, and really, I wouldn't want to be doing activity. It is strong enough. I would, I would golf with it. Yeah. But I wouldn't mow my lawn <laughs> or chop wood. You know, I like to take my shirt off and uh, grow my beard out <laughs> and chop wood by hand while smoking a cigar. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little lumber sexual there, uh, with a flannel headband. Um, yeah, like act, adding activity to this cigar, eh, it's a little strong for that. Yeah, probably definitely wouldn't do that. Yeah, so I I think an eight is probably right on. Um, and that brings the total score to forty, which is oh, pretty wow. good. I mean, they hit, it hit the forties, and. Uh, at six twenty-five, man, I think if you can get your hands on this stick, just smoke it. Oh, absolutely! You, like it. you know, I can imagine somebody coming in here and buying a box or two mm-hmm. and putting them in their humidor because yeah, it's so affordable. You know, and it's a delicious example of Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobacco. Oh. Without knowing where it's actually from, yeah. <laughs> Location undisclosed. They tell you where the tobacco's from, right? And, and that's it. And, like, the box doesn't specify either. The only thing it says is Central America, which means yeah. Central America. So. And I promise you that this is a sun-grown in Esteli um, wrapper. And also, if we're, if we're going there, um, this is definitely a Corojo wrapper, not Criollo. Mm. So I don't know what's on the inside, but uh, based on, you know, tobacco that I've tasted, this is a uh, Criollo sun-grown in Esteli, Nicaragua. And that says something. Yeah. That I can taste all that. So, And that is it. That's what we've got for you today, the Buena Ventura. And this was the uh, 6x52, produced by Curivari, despite the fact that it doesn't say it anywhere on the box. Um, came in at a score of 40. And we enjoyed two different blends from 2C Premium. And Secret blends. Yeah, we've got a three more to go through, which we're going to do after we flip off the cameras. I mean, turn the cameras off. Uh, and then, uh, hopefully, we're going to put together a blend specifically for smoking cigars yeah. and drinking coffee. Uh, hopefully, we can pull that off. So that is our gift to all of you guys out there in YouTube land. From Johnny Midas and El Fumo, thanks for joining us. Have a great day.